This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. That was like super optimistic. (laughs) I love that intro. So if you do notice that there isn't an intro outro, it's two reasons. Let me help you with them. I love waking up every morning and having these conversations. And when I have these conversations with you, I treat them as if they were the conversations I was having before I launched this podcast, which were just phone calls with anyone who would answer the phone at 7am. And so Yes, I could have an intro outro on here and I definitely should be because I should be directing you somewhere so I can profit off of you. Um, But I don't know. Here's my take. When I'm listening to these things, these podcasts, because I listen to a lot of them, I always fast forward through that and it's kind of annoying. So I just like to get to the meat of it and just be here. And there are like a million different ways to do these things. So if you hear podcasts that are done the other way and you appreciate that, dude, all things great. I just don't do it because honestly, I I just haven't figured it out yet. And I just like pushing play. And getting to what I'm about to hear. So that's what I'm bringing to you. I promise you eventually I will have some sort of expert intro outro, but it's almost intentional that I don't. I like just being here with you organically and it literally being like how this all started. A phone call with my mom or my sister or whoever would answer the phone. And when they stopped answering the phone because no one in their right mind, wants a 7 a.m. pump-up call every day, um, except for you, whoever you are listening to this. Uh, That's what I want this to be like. And every time that I think about an intro-outro, it just feels over-engineered to me. So I'm just going to keep coming to you like this, and I hope that you like that, um, because I definitely appreciate not having to fast-forward through an intro every single time or an outro, like just get me out. But sometimes people have really valuable assets that they're directing people to. So eventually, I'll probably get there for right now. This is where we're at. I'm just coming to you like I would how this all originated. So dang it. (laughs) We always get sidetracked. We do. So yesterday we talked about writing down your beliefs and we actually went through a belief writing exercise, which was super quick and easy and hopefully you found success there. Um, I know I'm, hopefully I have some time this weekend and I've been meaning to do this and I haven't done it yet, but now that I just thought up the exercise yesterday, um, I'm excited to walk my family through this and to actually put down some beliefs for our family. What What do we want? How do we want people to interact with us? And you can go ahead and make fun of me like my husband does and say, you certainly run our family like a business. Well, yes and no, and probably more yes than no, (laughs) but it's because this businesses, good ones, great ones have a hand on their culture. 
Keep that pulse. Why? Because it's vital. How do you get anywhere worth going without knowing what you're about? I actually read a story yesterday from the New York Times. Maybe it was. I can't remember. Um, And they talk about sitting down and writing out your beliefs with a significant other or with someone before you get married, which when you really break all this down, yeah, dude, you should probably know that you're about similar things. And that's what companies are good at, right? The second that you're impacted by them, the second that you go apply for them, what do you see? what they're about as a company, because their hopes in communicating that is that you're reading that and you're going, "Mm, yeah, I could totally see myself being about those things. We align. Most of the time, you're just like, how much do you pay? I don't really give a shit about all this frilly stuff. But the frilly quotations in air freaking quotes, it's not frilly. It is literally telling you what this relationship is going to look like when you're impacted by this company. Now, it's frilly when the company actually isn't about those things. And that's the bigger issue, right? A lot of companies, a lot of teams, a lot of people just write things on a board because that's what successful companies do, right? The Googles of the world, they have beliefs and they have goals and they're successful. So let's just write something on our whiteboard. And I say it when I work with teams all the time. Let's just write down that we want to go to state or that we want to um, win state. Let's just write it down. Well, every single team across the freaking nation is writing that down. Duh, right? What are the action steps? What are you actually doing? You can't just write it down. So when people react to value statements or to beliefs or goals of an organization, it's because most organizations don't actually live that. And how do you? And I love yesterday that we walked through and we talked about beliefs that that are going to take you to this new space, wherever you're trying to go, right? What are the things you want to do and what are, what would be the things you'd have to believe in order to get there, right? That's what we wrote down yesterday and we actually wrote down some action statements and we turned them into actions. And today we are going to actually come up with some habits out of those things that we wrote yesterday, which is epic. Um, But really, what are the things that you want to accomplish? And yes, good husband, which can I just do a little side note shout out? It is flannel pants season. And I could not be more here for any look on my husband. And yes, I find him to be the most attractive man I have ever met in my life. But let me just go ahead and tell you that man in flannel pajama pants. Nobody else gets to see that look. But let me tell you, blessed be the days that are flannel pants season. Ugh. There's not a better look on my husband. My husband in flannel pants, a little button down top if he's looking fresh and fabulous in his PJs and his glasses on a Saturday morning. Boy, let me just tell you, 
Anyways, side note over. Thank you, Flannel Pants. Whoever makes those, you are doing work of the good Lord. So, really companies. So my husband, when he talks about, oh, you run our family like a company, there's a reason. Great companies are intentional about their culture. And guess what? Your family has a culture. Welcome. I'm glad that you're aware because anytime that more than one person interacts, there's a culture. And if we are wanting to have a good one, maybe we even want to have a great one. I definitely do. We're going to have to put some intention behind that. So I'm so excited this weekend to actually run my family through our belief practice that we did yesterday um, because we don't actually have a family belief statement. And guess what I'm also going to do? I'm going to go ahead and run my husband through that because we don't have a couple belief anything that we believe as a couple. Um, So I'm excited to do this same practice with my family over the weekend because we have nothing to do. And my husband will not be excited for this because I run our family like a business. I certainly do. Because guess what's a great way to get your feet wet in this work? I don't know. The people right around you? Why not? Right? So if I want to practice running a company, that's a great place to practice. (laughs) Um, If we're doing things without intention, they are going to just happen. So almost six months ago, less than that, I had this awakening. Actually, maybe more than that. I can't remember. But I have this awakening. And I write this down. And I've said it before. But I remembered it yesterday and I was like, ugh, you're so freaking right. I will no longer let life happen to me. I make my life happen. Right? So when we're talking about intention and setting yourself up, that culture piece is so important for our family What do we want to be about? When people interact with us, whether it's my three-year-old or it's my husband or me or my six-year-old, when people interact with our family, what do we want them to know about us? If there's one thing important that they know, is it that we're supportive? Is it that we're loving? Is it that we're, I don't know what our words are going to end up being, but what do we want people to know about us? you know, that they can take home what are intentional things that we're doing every day related to our beliefs. And that's what we're going to set up this weekend for our family set, because I think it's so important, right? It's important that we have our own culture, because guess what? When you are called out, or when I'm disciplining my children, I can't just say unintentional things to them. Right? If I want them to behave a certain way, what do I want them to do? Be good? What is that? I don't know. And I say it all the time, I'm certain. Hey, be good, right? But if I can actually give them something intentional, something that's tangible, something that we're talking about, consistency is key here. 
and consistency in the small things. It may be small in every day, but I am telling you that's where you're going to win. You're not going to have opportunities where all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, my child is a Nobel Peace Prize winner and now now I know I did a good job parenting. No. You're going to know if they believe the things that you believe. But when we're just struggling to make it through every day, which, hey, some of you people, and I will go ahead and give you a recommended way out of this conversation. If you have a child who is under one years old, it is not a great time to go ahead and get super crazy and creative and intentional. If you can, God bless you. If you're still in a moment of not even being able to sleep or see straight, this is not your time. You can go ahead and take all of this in, but go ahead and wait, especially if you're breastfeeding. Go ahead and take some time for yourself. You don't have to go take over the world. It's not your moment, and that's okay. Sorry, side note. Regardless, so with your family set, with your husband, with your significant other, with whoever it is, I don't even care. Anytime that there is one or more people, there is a culture and we are either intentional with that or it happens. And so I don't want you to get lost. That article that I read in New York Times, it's so freaking true. They're talking about setting up a culture in your relationship. Why is that important? Not because you need to run your relationship like a company, but the way that companies run things is intentional culture if they're great, right? The way that great teams, teams that go take over the freaking world, win a national championship, they are intentional with their culture. There's a reason that I run my family like a business. I want us to accomplish something. I don't want our life to just happen to us, right? So if we put intention behind who we are, who we want to be, right? Start creating vehicles for us. Guess what's going to happen? We're going to make our life happen. It is not just going to be handed to us, right? There is good there. So I want you to just level set with me for a second because I've had this thought and anytime that I have a thought, you know that I'm about to bring it here. Um, And one of my really good friends gave me a book, 100 Days to Brave by Annie Downs. Um, And it's basically a daily devotional, which... I'm not a huge devotional or um, God person in this sense. Not that I don't believe in it. I just don't think that it has to be so prescriptive, okay? But this is what I want you to level set with me. How do you get more people in the world to align on something? And I'm not saying that religion is... You know, there are so many different forms of it, but how do you think that you get so many drastically different people to agree on something? 
I mean, if you look at a church, you look at pews on Sunday morning, there's a pretty big collective group, right? You could go anywhere from the millionaire, billionaire, 100,000 billionaire to someone who's homeless and sleeping on the streets. I mean, not in most churches, because let me tell you, sorry, judgment just seems to be one of the core beliefs of most of the churches around where I live. But and that's what I'm talking about, the prescriptive part. But God love you. And sorry if you don't believe that about your church. If you don't, I would love to go to your church. <laughs> um, actually, Jen Hatmaker, who is also someone that I follow and listen to regularly, I think speaks on the subject of religion in a way that most people don't. And um, that's where I'm kind of at with it. You know, it's great. Because you have people uniting and living in this world of judgment-free. That's literally what the practice of Jesus was about. Not judging people and loving them for who they are. Now, my problem with religion is when that movement is done out of judgment. And when people sign up and basically think that that's their get-out-of-jail-free card... And because they do all the church things, they have a free pass and they are just better than most people, right? And that's typically how they say it. Um, that's when I have an issue. And Jen Hatmaker actually talks on it. And she actually posted a beautiful post the other day that was talking about super powerful men in religion and judging a woman who had come in and like they openly judged her and um, she shared one of her friends who had written on the topic and I read the whole thing and I thought it was profoundly true because it does speak to how prescriptive religion is at times and so this is where we're going to level set on religion. Whether you believe that or you don't, please don't stop listening. I promise I will not ever cover that again. I, it's just, here's where we're at. So religion, think about how drastically different the groups of people who practice religion are. How do you think religion got where it is today? To have more followers and believers than anything in this world. Well, guess what? Guess what the Bible and Jesus were really, really good at? Marketing. <laughs> Sorry. I hope I don't offend you. Culture. They're really good at culture. Why? They set out exactly how you're supposed to interact with them. Right? They lay it all out. Guess what? Guess what their key results are? <laughs> the Ten Freaking Commandments. Okay? That's their key result. They tell you exactly what success looks like in this space. Now... <laughs> Good luck abiding by all of those, but they at least have rules or way to interact or way to measure if you're doing this religion thing right or not. Okay, that's important. 
we're not covering that piece today. Um, but eventually we're going to set that up. But the Ten Commandments essentially are the results that you want to get, right? If you're doing this religion thing right, if you're practicing this right, here they are, the Ten Commandments, right? And then they have these beliefs. And the uh, speaker of those things, the beliefs that we just set up yesterday, the person who set up all those beliefs, your good man, Jesus, or whoever it is for you. I don't know. There's all kinds of different religions and different people who talk about these things. Maybe it's God or the Holy Spirit or Jesus or Mary. I don't, there's just a lot of people to keep track of. It's like a really big story, okay? So whoever it is, there were speakers of common beliefs. And that's why religion is so widespread and inclusive, it really is the only day-to-day thing that you can level set with, right? There are rules or results, and there are beliefs that you would have to have in common with other people to interact with this. And that's why it's so big and widespread and inclusive, And great companies who do this have the same thing the Bible does. And that creates a culture, right? The Bible, religion, is super good about communicating what they're about and what they're trying to accomplish. So this doesn't just date back to like the Googles of the world who run super awesome companies, okay? This literally dates back to one of the strongest, most inclusive networks that exists in this world. Religion. And what are religions really good at? Results. That's not what they call them, right? But they're rules, essentially, or they're commandments and their beliefs. And when people fully understand what you're about and where you're going or what you're trying to accomplish... They interact with you at a higher level. Right? That's why it's so widespread. That's why there are so many. Because when different religions kind of break off and create their own thing, they're probably change. They're not changing a lot about the framework, but they probably aren't changing the Ten Commandments because those are like a thing. Right? They probably are changing the beliefs a little bit. They're they're changing them a little bit, not crazy amount of change, but anytime that a new religion exists, there's a little slight change in what that belief set is or what people find important about whatever God said. Um, So that's what we're going to set up today. (laughs) Because I'm not going to do you any good if you write it on a piece of paper and we never do anything about it. Dang it. This is where people go wrong. This One thing that I'm going to set you up this last 10 minutes, and I thought it was going to be 10 minutes, but it's probably going to be more like, well, looking at the time, it's probably going to be more like six, but I promise you we can do it. 
if you just write something on a board, we are not going to get there. That step is vital, but that step in and of itself is not enough. Got it? I think it's great that you have dreams. I think it's even greater that you live with them every day. Yes, setting yourself up to write them down, to live with them, to see them, that is going to make a huge difference in your day. But if we don't do anything with these words more than write them on a sheet of paper, we all will have failed. It is not enough to write it down on a whiteboard. Do you hear me? And if you don't have a whiteboard, it is still not enough to just write it down on a notebook. Got it? What are the things we're going to do every day with these beliefs that we wrote down yesterday? I want you to set up at least one thing that you can do daily. And I'm not saying go out and save the world and recycle. (laughs) Recycling is not even that hard. It is kind of hard to keep track of what goes where. But I'm saying what's one thing. So with with if one of my things is be great, right? And I wrote down, I'm going to practice greatness in my day to day. Then what I'm going to write below that is one thing, one to two things. So if you're super amped up and you're like, I'm ready to create this practice girlfriend, let's do this. Hannah, death of a dream. I'm here for you, girl. Okay. We're talking about transitioning your life to a new place. So if greatness is your thing, simplify it. It doesn't have to be something crazy. In fact, if you don't have a good baseline to adopt these things, you're feeling like there's a lot of madness, this isn't a good time to start this. But if you're feeling pretty confident in the space that you're in right now and you feel like you have a good baseline, let's start adopting these five things that we wrote down yesterday. And I don't want you to adopt something that isn't realistic. So you can't just floorboard. And this is what I used to do. So I'm here for you people who want to go there. Trust. I'm with you. I do the same things. Um, But I'm learning. Here with you. Here we all are trying to grow together. So... If, if you're like, be healthy, and that's your thing, and you write down, incorporate health into my day-to-day living, right? And that's something that you want to do. What's one action step? Don't go crazy, okay? We're going to grow out of these beliefs. We are. You're going to have to write down new ones at some point. Hopefully, they're just going to be one at a time. But if you're super awesome, they're going to be like all five at one time. And you're going to be like, wait, how do I go back? Just go back to the last podcast and you can write down new ones. Um, But when you're writing that down, if it's health, don't go crazy and be like, "I I eat healthy three meals a day. If you like literally have never ate healthy before, let's start smaller. Okay. Because I need you to find success here. And if you fail right away, you're going to start spiraling. And you're going to also be like, Hannah, you're high and you don't know what you're talking about. I need you to set yourself up. So health is one of my focuses. And I'm really good at getting a workout in every day. I don't even question it. It's literally just a part of my DNA. I was a college athlete. I just never lost that. Um, So... 
I'm good at that. I don't need to, I don't need any help there. How I could grow in that space is that I could probably push myself harder in my workouts. Right now, it's just a day-to-day task that I accomplish. Am I actually spending time there and growing there? No. If I'm being 100% honest with you, I'm kind of just going through the motions. So if that's something that I want to focus on, right, I already do the workout part every day. Um, One of my things might be that I want to sweat every day. Okay, good. That's good. That's small and doable compared to where I'm at right now. So the other day I wanted to adopt healthier eating. Well, every time that I wrote that down, I failed. Why? Too big, too broad, not doable. Right? And when I really broke it down and I tried to figure out what my baseline was, well, guess what? I wasn't even eating a lot of my meals from home. Good luck eating healthy. You don't even know what's going into that shit. Okay? So really my baseline couldn't even be that I wanted to eat healthy. My true baseline was like if we're just going to start all over, start from scratch, What? where do you need to start? It would probably be good to just start eating all of your meals from home. That might be a great place to start. That was a great place to start for me because I wasn't even doing that, right? So when you're setting these things up, don't set yourself up to fail, dude. If you haven't done any of this and you're really not good at it, go back to the baseline. Where do you need to start? So if it's healthy eating, a good starting place might just be getting in the habit of eating every day from home, okay? Once you do that for 30, if that's something that you really struggle with, you might want to increase it. Once you knock that habit out, then you can change what your daily habit is, okay? It's 30 days plus. Once you've done that every day, go ahead and advance it. Go ahead and take it to a new baseline. So with these beliefs, I want you to set up one action item. The action item has to be something you can check off every day. Yup, did it. Okay, I use the app, app Habit Share. Um, so if you if you want to do this, you can set up any habit you want and you can literally check it off and it will give you percentages of how successful you've been. So you could set these five things up. These are your new beliefs that you want to hold. Then I need you, so you have your action belief, whatever that is, be great. Then you have your action statement. We wrote those yesterday. Then right below that, I need an action habit that you can do every day and check off. Did I do this? Yes, no. It doesn't have to be crazy, right? Every day, I have a conversation with my children at the dinner table about how great they are. Boom. Check. Yep. Did we have that conversation? Yep. Check. Great. Right? We all voice how great we are every day. We do it. I do it. My daughter does it. Right? Don't overthink this. If you need help, go ahead and reach out to me. If you actually want to habit share, I have my things set up. I haven't actually broken down my own beliefs, so I will eventually um, 
probably this weekend go ahead and break those things down for myself for what I'm trying to accomplish um, and write my own belief statements and my own belief habits. So go ahead. Um, I think you can add friends. If you want to add me and you want to get me on your belief habits, go ahead and add me. Um, you can just search or add a friend and you can add them by their email address. My email address is nuss, N-U-S-S dot Hannah, H-A-N-N-A at gmail.com. You can add me on Habit Share. I would love to see what your belief habits are. So yesterday we wrote down our five belief statements right? And then we wrote down action sentences. Today, I need you to write down an action habit that you are going to do every day for the next 30 days. Break it down. We can change action habits as we make a habit of them, but it's going to take at least 21 days, if not 30, for you to show up in that new space. So write that thing down. What is it? What's that new habit? Add me on Habit Share. It's actually a free app and following, you can add whoever you want. So if you're setting up family beliefs, go ahead and add your family and you can check off every day whether or not you did it. It's so important when you're writing down these action, these belief habits, um, that it's checkable. Did I do it? And not like, did I give 100% today? That's not going to work. Did I work hard today? No, something actionable. Did you have a conversation today about greatness? Did you have that discussion? Did you say something? Every day, right? That's checkable. I need it to be checkable, not fuzzy. Checkable. Did I do it? Yes, no. That's what I want you to set these up as. Go ahead, add me on Habit Share, download the app. It's super awesome. Um, I look forward to hearing from you.